Shut up and sit down. Uh, welcome to the Bumble. Uh, I'm Dale Ford. <laughs> I'm Casey Duffy. Uh, I will, Huntley. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> All right. Good intro there. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I, 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 I was. Episode I was, 28. Episode 28. It's just because just before we started, Casey told us not, not to, to do, do something. something. And the only thing is like, don't think of a red car. What are you thinking of? An a elephant. F- fucking what? A red elephant. They don't exist. No, they always say someone says, don't All think right. about an elephant. All right. So someone says, don't think about something, I think about an elephant. Oh, 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 every time? No. Just, have you, have you turned that off now? No, I haven't. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, I thought you just going. clicked off. He's like, oh, right, that's fucking dog shit. That's fucking bullshit. All right. Um, so, comedy. Hey, well, yeah. The, 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 last, the last four was about religion, so... Hope you enjoyed that yeah. and have got over it. Like, yeah. I, think, I don't, I don't, I don't week know off. if we have... Have we? No. We've we not had, had a week off because we're... <laughs> this is... Two in one day. Yeah. But you, you as the listener, like through the miracle of editing, we're doing a, we're doing like a recording omnibus, sort of like a mumble marathon. Mm. And now yeah. they know that and don't understand that. Okay, whatever. It they doesn't matter. It's comedy, Casey. It is, is it? It's interred with the episode. <laughs> that was funny, Will. There you go. There you go. That's Thanks comedy. Dale. That's comedy. In um, a nutshell. But no, we've just finished the four. So you know, staying with the new format and stuff. <coughs> we've had four weeks on religion. Yep. God we, bless us and save us. Yep. Um, I think we nailed that to the cross. cross. <laughs> Hashtag Jesus. We crossed it off our list. Oh. <laughs> we crucified it. Yeah. If anything, that's what we did. We crucified religion. Yes. Yeah. Just like the little haste. Um, Spanish Joseph. Spanish. Jo- no, it's just, just Joseph. That's Jose, not Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking the amount of times we reiterate that joke yeah, as well. There's nothing. Um, Bloody Judas! I've yeah. yeah. seen that pocket of silver that he's got as well. Yeah. I Talk. get on to fucking pompous pilot, mate. Right, pompous pilot, Pontius pilot, Pontius. But uh, pompous, right? So <laughs> the next four weeks then. Next comedy. four weeks comedy. Yeah. So I think we're going to start off with like how Again, comedy worked like, with us yeah. as kids. Four weeks of something we don't know anything about. Yeah. Well, we not that we don't <laughs> know anything about it. <laughs> It's a joke, man. <laughs> I got it. Already, already <laughs> off this. There was that irony and I missed it. It's all right. Is that, uh, that, that's, that's the community value they get with me. I thought it was parody. Mm. Mm. Ooh, interesting. Apt. Apt. Um, but I think the, the main scope is that we want to dissect it kind of like we tried to dissect religion. So not just talk about or quote lines from fucking The Hangover. It's a great film. It's quite funny. Series. Film series. But um, but no, to uh, to sort of, um, to open it up, talk about its various facets and then the the nuances of, of each or of how comedy is, in, is interred within our society then, I guess. Like I think in regards to the podcast and in regards to the, the, the new format that we've adopted... First off, we wanted to talk about religion because Will just always wanted to talk about religion and I refused. Yep. And the other part of Which it is, is, is since we started the weird, podcast, no, it's not. Uh, since we started the podcast, it was based on a, like a joke. Yeah. So we may as well do the second part of our series 
we're comedy. Exactly. I think oh. it's kind of worked out. But yeah. just my, my, my feeling towards that, though, is that you, you stopped me doing religion when we were doing, like, one-episode themes. And then the time you let me do it was when we had to run for it for, like, four weeks. Which in itself is kind of... Because you needed to well, no, suffer the, I, and feel the pain. The, the irony of it, right? <laughs> I only wanted to talk about it because... So I was brought up the way I was. Yep. Interred with, interred, drink down, <laughs> with religion. Yep. But he, I'm pointing at Casey, you can't see, but he didn't want to talk about it at all, which I thought was funny because obviously it's Casey, where he's from. I know exactly, I came from a sort of similar, lesser sort of religious environment than him, but he literally didn't want to talk about it at all, which I thought was funny. The irony of it was through that four episodes, you were the one that was chatting the most. You couldn't fucking shut you up about religion. Couldn't shut you up about religion. I opened up the gates of hell. Or oh, heaven. <laughs> you decide. Yeah. You work some mysterious ways, your lord. But we uh, we put and that me. Yeah. I, you work in one way. So the pint in your hand. He's not no, wrong. No, no, he no. is not wrong. No, He's I don't. Wrong. I don't work and have pints. We've covered this. We have covered this. I don't work and have Semantics, pints. Mate. Six of one half a dozen of the other. I don't compromise, Sorry. as you say. No, you are very stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all or nothing. A yeah. small a small drinking town with a working problem. <laughs> <laughs> when did I read that? Fuck. Um, no, but um, so yeah, in, introduction to it then. I mean, Yeah, comedy. Com- <laughs> Lol. I mean, are we going to open up like the history of it, I suppose? Uh, no, no, not yet. no. So we're going. We get, let's talk about our own introductions to hit, to comedy. So, William, yes, growing up, growing up, first introduction into comedy. What do, what did um, you get into? I think would have been like the sort of like BBC Two Channel Four for me. Mm-hmm. They had, I think it was BBC Tuesdays, was their comedy night. Yeah, and they'd be sort of from eight o'clock till eleven. There'd be a run of shows back to back. Comedic, royal family, um, you know, uh, office, yeah, like this sort of stuff. Channel Four being a little bit more edgier, a little bit more brass. Yep. There was some things that were maybe touching more of a, 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 a um, an offense, not not purely offensive, but maybe something that was approaching sort of oh a bit edgy, because you know like it because it was the it was the the, the fourth network yeah. of the British television before era. five came out the <laughs> only way five. five could top four was porn was wasn't it? five bravo for a bravo bit yeah on, 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 no, on the cable we just no like the it terrest- just took terrest- all the shows from bravo and put it on channel five no yeah. i i don't know i just remember they had softcore friday yeah. so when i finished with channel four on a friday at 11 you'd flip over and just see like a little bit of side boob and some soft focus 70s porn knee bush like there's definitely that thing with channel four when they when they launched they wanted to be like more edgy and like just be this more young, vibrant TV it was network. The B- it was the BBC three, BBC three of the fucking day, you like. know. But BBC, th- yeah, BBC three was probably the like. Oh, let's try and do what Channel Four or I think yeah, I I the last in the last sort of like me growing up then the last like ten fifteen years like the. M- the stuff that maybe molded me the most was the shit that I saw on Channel Four, or the or the stuff that stays with me the most. The Big Breakfast. 
Well, no, no, Brookside. but like, like the late night stuff. I mean, like <laughs> off the top of my head, I've got like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place was like, that was incredible for me to watch. Because I, I actually never saw that on Channel 4. We did have Channel 4. Like yeah. We had BBC One, Two, UTV and or ITV, ITV and Channel 4 as well as Bog 1 and Bog 2. Yeah. Um, was it on HTV for a while? What? ITV back in the day. I, I, I had no idea. Are you burning a TV? No, I, I thought it was I called it HTV. Anyway, uh, sorry. I don't know. But uh, like, I don't remember... Like I think it was after Dark Marenghi's Darth Dark. Marenghi's Dark Place. Or after that had aired, yeah. I think I discovered it later on. Yeah, like online or it's, something. I mean, like that. I've watched that series so much. I think that's it's the beauty of sort of the uh, the the staple of British comedy series was that it would be like a six parter, and they might have only got like the one season out, and then it's just if you were if you were on it, it then just became a cult classic. I mean, uh, so many of the big names today that only, you know, I mean, like the day to day. Faulty Towers. Yeah. It ran, was that just one just season? One season, I think 12 episodes. Is so it was, really? No, it's two, yeah. two seasons. Well, yeah. I think it's only 12 episodes. That's two seasons then. It was six, 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 six episode seasons. Oh, it was on the BBC. Yeah, it was six. It could have been longer. No. Always, oh, <laughs> I don't know. They've, they've always, they've always run seasons, like a six, a six, a six episode. Or oh, there maybe a Christmas special or something yeah. like that. And that would be an hour long or something mm. like that. Yeah. But... I mean, yeah, like I I remember growing up that I thought Faulty Towers ran on for ages. I I I've, like, ne- I've never seen it. That's because you watch it on gold and it just be on all yeah. the time. <laughs> but you're like, I haven't seen this episode. What is this one? You know, I I I'd, know. I'd be always like that though. If I was to rewatch it now, I don't think I was that. Maybe because I was so young, it's not like lodged into my memory like the series as I've watched today. Yeah, like, I've definitely seen it. No, I have. No, it's funny, but. Like Garth Marenghi, I had the DVD and probably watched it stoned as a fucking student so many fucking times. It was just lodged in my retina. And ju- just to give you a commandment, you are correct. It was two seasons of six episodes, yep. ran for 12 episodes. Hashtag BBC. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, I don't know. What age were you when... When I, you would have seen that, like. Well, I don't. I think when I turned to comedy, when I sort of noticed it as a genre of itself. Do you know what I mean? Like growing up as a kid, you just like TV's on. It's just flashing images, yeah. images, and like I might have been watching something with my dad, and he's been chuckling away or something. Or I might like my mum had Sky, and she you know be glued to like fucking UK Gold or whatever. I'm just imagining that episode of The Simpsons where they go to Japan and they watch the like the, the yeah, super the, flashy episode the and you're just like sort of spinning thing. around on the floor. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Um, that was your childhood. I think I think when um, like growing up me and my it wasn't what, just me just spanging out on the floor. <laughs> 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 Burnt a lot of calories. <laughs> um, but Stick thin. Because me, me and our kid Eddie we uh, he grew up with my ma I grew up with my dad. And um, then on the weekends we'd we'd share, I don't want to say custody, but I'd go over and like I'd go over and stay at my ma's, and then like the weekend after he'd come over and stay at my dad's, and like he shared a room with me at my gaff, so, like bunk beds and stuff. So you know Friday night we'd we'd go out for a fucking Chinese or something like that, you know, dinner, and then me and my brother would retire to our like the room, play PlayStation and stuff like that, and then like stay glued to like Channel Four on Fridays. And I think that's that was the first time it was like it was like a thing me and my brother did would yeah. be to watch Channel Four comedy. And one standout moment, I think, would have been uh, Bo Selector, I think, the, when that first aired. And I must have been 15, maybe a little around then, yeah. like an early teen. And uh, the bear. Yeah. I talked to Liberty Kiss rather than Liberty X. 
and he'd edited the video to just have the three girls in the video just gyrating and you just saw their ass and tits and then this little bear that was literally like <laughs> avid Merian's head stuck in a fucking puppet what's the guy's actual name uh, Lee. Lee fuck Lee uh, Ferris Ferris is it Lee Francis. Francis Lee Francis that's the boy yeah Lee so Francis head playing avid Merian in this show it just had his head in a shit bear and it got an erection and I didn't think there was anything funnier than that like again like my my childhood a little ginger, a ginger like just, squirrel as a sidekick. I just want to say something. Like, Bo Selecta came out between 2002 and 2004. I've just pulled it up. So, uh, how old so, would I uh, have been? Yeah. Then? Right, 87, 97 would have been 10. 15, yeah, 15 then. Because I, oh, I, I, think, wow. I think around about that age, I got yeah. into Bo Selecta. So I, I, I used to go up to... My, my mother wouldn't watch that shit. Like, my mother dictated what mm. we watches, watch. Just because she took control of the TV not because she like censored what I would it was just me, you watched what she watched exactly um, but yeah me and my me and my mates used to go up to my mate Sean's house because his mother and father used to work nights we used to watch Bo Selector and it, like that that yeah. bear like more, the, the, the funniest thing in the world yeah. on that note I think there was a, there was a guy that I knew at, at school this is how early it was South Park has been running for fucking forever yeah it's, right? it's a long time and I remember it's run that long that I, I, I remember my mum not letting me watch it. And there was a guy that I used to hang out with at school, Adam. And I used to stay at his on a Friday because his mum let us stay up and we'd watch South Park together. So that show has been running so long that my mum wouldn't let me watch 1997. it. 1997. Fuck. Yeah, actually. And they kind of, they... Was it? They developed it from two animated shorts they created in 1992 yeah. and 1995. Well, there's that there's that documentary that they did, yeah. uh, six six or seven days to air, yeah. and they talk about just how I think it was the Human Centipede episode. They're like writing, animating, uh, and like finishing and airing, and airing yeah. it within within a week. That's how quick. That's why that's why they remain so topical. That, well, I suppose. When, when did the film come out? 2004. 2004. Yeah. Right. Because I can remember when that came out, I was 14, 13, 12, 13. Shit, I feel really And um, Yeah, because I remember going over to my friend's house and he had an older brother who was 15 at the time, no, 17, 18 at the time. And he put on, on he had like on his phone, um, chocolate salty balls. Because yeah. that, was, that was a Christmas present for Noel, actually. Um, what, the South Park, Park Christmas album. Yeah. And, like chocolate salty balls because in that in that notion then because for me like South Park has always been topical right yeah and it's always had this cutting edge-ness to it where it's been able to like cut across whatever social commentary was kicking off at the time being able to like pull a joke out of it and I think when I first got into it it was just a cart a silly cartoon and I think like it shows that like when I was like comedy for me then, and me and my brother was this thing we did not in secret, but it was like it, it was it was special time because it, like me and my brother used to go to my room to watch stuff that my dad had no interest in, yeah. And that it was you know it felt it felt unique and it felt ours, and we'd laugh at this stupid shit that my you know my parents weren't watching or, yeah, or didn't yeah. like us watching, but like allowed us to watch it. And I think that that love of it then is that there's a notion of when I first started getting into comedy as a teenager and starting to understand the jokes and nuances behind them, it was, it felt unique to me. 
Yeah. You know, and like that, that, that thing that you could take South Park or you could take Garth Beringi's Dark Place or Bo Selector. And it was just this thing that I, me and my friends at school had that we joke about. And yeah. we might not have got the, the whole concept of it because we were teenagers and had no life experience and didn't really get what they were parodying or satir- satirizing over. But it was still something funny that I could giggle at. Like yeah. I might have only got it at face value and it took, it took me until my adult life before you sort of scratch under the surface yeah, of it. Yeah. Had you seen had you seen basketball before South Park? No. I think I saw that like Dan again probably lent me that VHS or DVD or something. And I again I pissed myself just because it's got a lot of like slap slapstick dick humour in it. Because well like actually it was released in ninety eight. Fuck. But going on to that point though, like I think you probably didn't understand all the undercurrent sort of things that they were commentating on no. socially when you were watching it. Same now, like me and my brother, the only thing that my my parents really liked watching, yeah. what me and my brother liked watching, like cartoon-wise or like funny-wise, was The Simpsons. Yeah. We used to watch it every, like it was seven o'clock on Sky One every day. Yeah. It was two episodes an hour. <laughs> was it, is it not, it's possible though to just watch Simpsons all day. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Like, no matter what channel, it's there. I mean, like, as, as, as a kid watching it, it was funny. Like it was, it was great. But going back now, like I, I keep, I, I've watched a few yeah, episodes you, you back, re- and then I the think, episodes. fuck, is that what they were trying to say? Do you know yeah, what I mean? No, the, 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 the of course they were. That yeah, was exactly. The thing. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, I, I wouldn't have. Like, I, I didn't get that at, at the time. But it was still funny to me. It's not like you were the tor- target audience. Like the no, parents no, were the target yeah, audience, yeah, yeah, yeah. while they were able to uh, subdue you because it was like bright colors and exactly. Nice, like, Same with the, the South Park. Like, yeah. like Cartman saying fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, I just <laughs> that, 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 that's, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That's funny, yeah, yeah. But obviously, that you were the target audience from back from there. In that, in that instance, sorry, I remember a, a friend of mine, John, um, when he was studying in Huddersfield, uh, Amanda Iannucci gave a talk. I think it was like some English literature like thing. But they packed the, the lecture hall. Like pe- people just went. Do you know what I mean? They, regardless of whether you studied this specific topic. Yeah. And I always remember him telling me this story about like he was talking about how comedy is, is, uh, is taken within society then. And this new breed of comedians that are coming out what is it that engaged with them? Like, is it the fact that society's changed and people are now mocking fun at that? Or is it the fact that um, because of the stuff you've watched, that's engineered you to become the person that you are? Likewise, like me not get me not me not understanding fully Simpsons and South Park and stuff, but still watching it. That that has sort of subconsciously just been part of my growing up without me really realizing. And then as I've got older, because I'm desensitized to this satire or this parody or this irony like i've 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 like grown up knowing it to the point where my comedy today or what i find funny is because of the shit that i listened to as a kid didn't really fully understand it but now as an adult grasp it and want to go back to it because i've already got a predisposed appreciation for it yeah that is an interesting point i guess yeah I think that that's definitely one that we can touch on later on yeah. in the series and stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Just need yeah. to del- delve into that one because, it, like, it is. It's 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 that I you're a pr- product of your society. Yeah, like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, is it because I saw Faulty Towers as a kid, or yeah, yeah? Because like, yeah, but it, it, it may even like for me pose the question of well, because, uh, because because subliminally I was I was sort of fed these. Um, 
subliminal social things that they were problems, but they were they were sat- satirically like put out so you could laugh at them. Yeah. Whereas growing up, watching that, not knowing it, but now at the age that I am now, I'm sort of discovering it again. From well, no, a but no, like but, but progressed mentally yeah. to sort of if something current now that I can I can I can, I can grasp it yeah. and laugh at it. Do, 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 do you get I, what I mean? I think I, still, I think the like um, say the the comedy that you were introduced to initially yeah and if um say just pick someone that's around our age now back then being introduced to that comedy and then they've built on what they learned from that and now we've like at the age that we are now we can see what they've done with what they've learned from that comedy and we can go back to that comedy that we kind of were introduced but didn't know yeah and then gone back to it and really appreciate it, like Monty Python or something yeah. like that. Like Monty Python would have been a, a basis for a lot of like, people that are like well, f- fully fledged yeah. comedians now. It's always in the top, something yeah. or, you know. Oh, Mon- yeah. like if you're a comedian, you enjoy Monty Python. Yeah, like and because yeah. they they did, they were all, doing all, it all. They were doing it all back, back then. then, and like just as a say. As a professional comedian, if you're a professional comedian, you've you were introduced to Monty Python at the right age, yeah. and then able to drive on that. And then for us, we were we were introduced to it, but we didn't know exactly what they were talking about. Yeah. Well, in, and then in that regard, then it's the generation that was raised on Python yeah. that we're watching. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah that's what I'm trying to get. There's to. like there's like a cyclical maintenance yeah. with it, whereby like which is which is why I think it's like comedy is of it's a zeitgeist. For want of a better God, phrase, God help our kids, kids. Well, no, but they're gonna they're gonna have the guys that grew up on the 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 rehashing for one, not because yeah. reha- it's still new and of the time, but they're gonna be watching the comedy that was introduced to them as whatever prior, which yeah. was introduced to those comedians via Monty Python, and likewise, there's something before, yeah, and obviously, like the, you know, each with each generation, there's a there's a new hot debate, or there's a new way of looking at things, or there's a new like. A new facet or avenue that you can walk down, and I think any true comedian might all obviously do those those back steps and and look at the history of it. But um, but like I think that's kind of good because you're there saying that your history is South Park and Dark Miranda. Dale, what what was your introduction? I've 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 mentioned uh, Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> Don't even. That's actually that, that, that's, quite recent, isn't yeah. it? And a lot of people still know. Are oh, you from Wales? Oh, what's occurring? That's stuff like that. Yeah. No, I've yeah. never watched it, so I've no it's, idea. It's 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 good. It's really good, but it's Rob Brydon. Well, he's in it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, see, man, Ruth Jones and, uh, and and uh, James Corden. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Um, growing up, my dad was very into bottom. The young ones like Rick Mail and um, what's his name Ed? Uh, fuck, what's his name? I know. Give me a second. Yeah, um, carry on. I'll, I'll yeah. let you know. Black Adder. Yeah, my dad's was big on that, so we used to watch that a lot. Um, but they still stand the test of time. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with in terms of um, Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. Of its era, obviously quite funny. Mm. Did its job. Yeah, but. 
I don't think personally that that's maybe going to stand the test it's of not, time. It's it's one of the, it's one of those Adrian Edmonton. Ed, Ed Edmonton. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it won't though. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't believe it's it's it's, stand, it's lasted now, and it's 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 about six or seven years maybe. Yeah. It might not. No. Might not be taught. Maybe, maybe that's maybe like to to bring back to your point, Casey. Then in terms of like rehashing the old stuff, is that I think if it's hit if it's hit the right note at the right time, you've got comedy that's just of its era and passes through. You know, it just gets lost. But then you've got the stuff that is so pernian that it's stood that test. Because I time. would I would say that like elements it's, of Monty Python's Flying Circus, yeah. which covered a whole different plethora of jokes and yeah. stuff like that. It was that. a sketch show, right? Yeah, yeah, a sketch show. Like, elements of it probably won't carry today. No. But there's a lot of it that would. Like, well, I think it's... A, like, it, even it's, for... It's the, the, and now for something completely different. But, the, but the, I, that could be said for its model. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Rega- yeah. Regardless of its content that might be of its time, the model of this, this like, uh, alternative um, twist on a sketch show you know, compared to the sketch shows of the day then. Because I, like, I, just correct me if I'm wrong, but of what I know of Gavin and Stacey, it's kind of as if it's a reality show. Like the, the, the main characters talk to the camera. No, they don't, or something. They don't, they don't no? break that, no, no. What's it called? The fourth wall. The yeah. Fourth yeah, they don't break the fourth wall. They don't wall. break no. the fourth wall. No, no, not at all. The, it's, office, it's, the it, office is like that. It's basically... Um, Mockumentary. It's... It, like Gav, it, Gavin, 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 and Stacey. Stacey's from Wales. Gavin from Essex, and it's about them meeting and moving to I'm Wales. Move, I'm, I'm moving to Wales, and the two families meeting together. It's it's quite a nice sort of like storyline about two because everyone goes through it. If like if, if it's it's about meeting a girl, falling in love, and then having the two environments like dealing, like, dealing with polar, that, yeah. but like and all the polar opposites, but like completely different sort of like. Cultural things, and cultural, yeah. uh, to, to converging together. I think the only that. part that I've seen of it, I think, may have been a clip with Rob Brydon <coughs> kind of standing outside his either limousine or taxi because he was a driver. No, he wasn't. A, no, like, he, th- 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 there was a driver, and it's like Dave, Dave's Dave's buses. There's a there's a guy, Welsh guy that drives buses, and he, uh. yeah. But like, what what was what was funny? You don't know about, what you're talking about, Casey. The, what yeah, was funny about that was was the, from from like Stacey's side of the family. From the Welsh bit, I knew people who were exactly like the characters from from, from growing in, up in, yeah. in, in that show. On the flip side, the the like Gavin sort of side of the family, like Smithy, the James Corden's character, was just a, a, a fucking lad who used to be a bit fat, loved a bit of football from Essex, like going out. Pizza I, 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 I know people like that slices. as well. It's 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 having. People Wait, that you can relate well, to. I think it, was, it was the whole sort of like growing up, I guess, because they, they, I think their relationship then, Gavin and James Corden's characters, yeah. like obviously because Gavin was getting married, the the the, the best friendship then was exactly. all, was was falling apart, not falling apart, but, but like what, 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 his one, priorities one, changed. One was set, yeah, one was one was settling down, and then one was still well. Like, what, what, what am I going yeah, to do? do without you? Yeah. Exactly, and we can all kind of relate to that, I yeah. suppose. You know, like. Yeah. What about you, though, Case? Like, do you, back in Ireland, what did you grow up with? Because the I do this Pope once who told a righteous <laughs> joke. It was about condoms, and I swear to God, he got the crowd going. That was the, the last. Vatican. That was the last series of podcasts <coughs> where it done with that. We didn't even mention the Pope. <laughs> we didn't laugh. We just said Amen. Hello. 
How big's his hat? That's a fucking gag. I've seen the Pope's hat. Oh, it's big. Anyway, go on. Reaches all the way to heaven. Thank you. <laughs> Improv there. I didn't even mean to do that. That was a bowl of pistachio nuts, which if you listened to the last fucking episode, I was eating yeah. earlier. They're stale the same now. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're a week, They're a week old. old. <laughs> no, I, I would have grown up with um, Monty Python, Tommy Cooper, uh, Morecambe and Wise, the two Ronnies, like all of these kind of gag... Yeah, um, comedians and stuff like that. Like that would have been the initial comedy and stuff. Like we had we had a, a CD of um, the best of the Monty Python. Yeah, like we my myself and my sisters used to just put that on all the time and like quote parrot. Well, that I think again the the quoting thing. <coughs> like yeah. I think my sister introduced me to the Holy Grail, and me and my brother watching that when we were fucking kids, and I had it. I, you know, the, 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 that, that, that black, that, yeah, na- that the, black the cor- night bit. The coconut bit. It was just so fucking stupid. So it, it, yeah, but it's, it's, I, I didn't get, obviously... You the, cannot pass. Yeah. You've got one arm. I'm going to go pass. No, so, I'll, I'll, I'll fight I'll you. Fight. I'll fight you. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I cut your bloody arm off. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's just stupid. Cut your legs look, off. I mean, I'll, I'll bite you there. I, 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 no, that, I haven't seen that for fucking ages. But that but just shows how yeah. how ingrained it is yeah, yeah. here. Like, such beautiful comedy like that can just... I, I mean, I'm welling up now. It's, it's yeah, it's, fucking it's, it's, funny. It's amazing, yeah. Like, the knights who say knee. I used to be able to nee. quote that at school. <laughs> we are the knights that say knee. <laughs> we would like a shrubbery. What the fuck is that? Like, the, 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 the first one I that I ever seen in the face of you. Was, was, was Life of Brian. That's the first one I No, I no, watched. Life of Brian came after. I know, but that's the first yeah. one I watched. And the, like that, that fucking, that got me. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, he's not the Messiah. He's just a very fucking naughty boy. That. But I mean, of its era, like when that came out, the stuff that they, you know, this is, I know we're going to touch on this in later episodes, but that was, that was the power of comedy that like they were doing this. And I think even people like, you know, religious people that hadn't even seen that were outraged by the fact that they were like mimic, like mocking Christ, even though they didn't. Like, it was just, it, he that, happened to be born two mangers down. It was, isn't like, that one of the scenes where like he's, um, I, th- I think he just wakes up and opens up the window and he's completely bollock naked yeah. and, and they're like Messiah there. and he's like huh like <laughs> as that's, that's the naughty boy comment you know, comes in yeah balls out like yeah. no problem but even even, even that bit in, in in Life of Brian when there's a stoning yeah and they don't allow women to and do they it don't allow women so there's a dude selling beards <laughs> women love to stone oh, people yeah. as and then, yeah, the, the, the John Cleese's character plays the guy that's orchestrating it all. And he goes, he's getting stoned for blasphemy. And then someone throws a rock, like, prematurely. And he goes, Jesus Christ, who did that? <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then they all just start fucking breaking. <laughs> oh, God, it's so, yeah. I, I'm tearing up. It's, but, I mean, you know, the, 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 the cultural undertones of the show, that's what people were most offended by. But, like... At its very core, like me as a kid, I was watching that and just laughing my ass off, just because I think you, 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 I think you can see comedy in almost two facets. You can, you know, you you can see it for what it is, which is you know, like South Park, and when we were watching it as a child and just seeing it for its face value, yeah, and just yeah, going, yeah. this is nothing but absolute offensive nonsense that isn't trying to provoke. This or shouldn't be on TV at yeah. this time. I shouldn't be watching this yeah. with my parents or something. Yeah, like and that. that's the, why it's so the funny. The weird thing that I found was is that like I had only listened to the sketches 
of what Monty of, Python of Monty Python of, of the, the fly, of, of the flying circus. Um, a long time before I actually saw it in like on TV or something like that. So like I I had my own imagination of someone going in. This part is dead, and having to like. Sorry, you fucking deaf. Sort the sort the levels out. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but like when I finally saw them, uh, like a lie, uh, like. A, a recording of it was, them it doing was everything I'd imagined. Oh, it was <laughs> fantastic! Even even just because um, there was elements of like Life of Brian in it as well, like uh, Albatross. Yeah, Albatross, get your Albatross! Like I knew that joke, and then I had seen Life of Brian like years later, and just seeing it on that, like I thought it was it was just, it, the connections was insane. Like. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's why it stood the test of time. Yeah. yeah. I think it's class. But in terms of hearing it first though, like how much like uh, radio comedy have you listened to? Because the Beeb has been fantastic at that as well. Like, well, then the, the office started on the, on the, on the radio. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of like shows that got uh, commissioned for television started off as some sort of like radio sketch show. And it showed that the power of the sketch then, like any comedic writer, they've written sketches. That's where they start. Like writing a, a, a you know, a, a minute they, blip. They're just sitting there just going, ah, oh, this is going to be my war of the worlds. I'm going to make. But, but, but yeah, because I, 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 <coughs> if, you know, you, you break down comedy and I, I know we're going to do this over the rest of the episodes, but I think at its core, you want to make people laugh, right? Yeah. And so the medium you're going for, take radio, for example, you've not got visuals. So all you've got is something funny being said by one person, another person, maybe a third or fourth, whatever. And you, you've just got words and you've got the, like, you've got puns and you've got uh, innuendo and you're playing on words. Innuendo. Innuendo. Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag radio. Great, great. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, the, the medium of this podcast, like, you know, we're, we're hoping people are going to be listening to it. And I think it, 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 it's such a, a beautiful thing to start from because you're able to, you're able to, like, um, use the, imagine, the imagination of your audience to paint this picture you're painting with these words. And obviously, you know, through, like, slapstick, for example, like, we all know what pain is, right? And that's why I think we get so much humour from seeing someone sort of, like, hurt themselves. All I can think of is a man walks into a bar. Yeah. Ouch. Says ouch. D- you, you get it immediately. It's a very <laughs> poor joke. Love that joke. Mm. Bear walks into a bar. Go on. Can I have a pint? Why the long pause? Oh, hey, okay. yeah. Never mind. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's so. terrible. But, like, I, you know, like, and, and some of, some of the, early, again, like to touch on stuff that I'd watched as a kid, some of the earliest stuff I remember in my mind was, was sketch shows, I think. The Fast Show was brilliant. Like Monty Python's Flying Circus, Smack the Pony. Um, you know, the, the one that... Um, that was a great show. Uh, uh, Simon Pegg did it, even. Do you, do you remember the Roman show? Oh, what the fuck is his name? Ah, oh, fuck it, I can't get it. Noel, you know the TV I'm sh- talking about. Send me a text, tell me... He's not in the what room. What is the one? Oh, you're addressing the audience. Yes. Are you breaking the I'm fourth breaking wall? I'm breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> so they I'll do that a lot in comedy. Yeah. Nice work, good reference, Casey. <laughs> Um, Thank you. No, but like back to sketches, you know, like Simon Pegg, he's huge now, right? And he's he's done some amazing things with his career. But he started on Spaced is the first thing I saw. Oh, on. Fuck, that was amazing. That was I've, got, I've, and, I've never seen that. Really funny. I've never seen it. Um, it's a really good. What, TV what was show. the sketch that was, show that he did? Uh, I don't know. 
No, Space is the first one that I, I saw. Forget, I forget the name of it. I just I always remember like one funny one that they did where he was he was a man trying to teach his son how to like ride a bike. And they, you know, like a sketch, they have like a running sketch in that one episode, which is like 10 seconds of him trying to like push the boy down. And it's always going to be... The, yeah, the and he, he kept falling down, but it kept getting worse and worse. And just like, there's a bit goes, no, you, you did that wrong. You did, and like, and towards the end, he just pushes him and he just explodes into flames. And he goes, no, you self-combusted then. Oh, <laughs> like it just, it just, it's just so fucking... Oh, the one where it, like, um, I think they're walking down a lane and some woman stops them and asks them if they speak English. Uh, and he goes, uh, no, no, I'm afraid. No, I don't. I don't speak English. Do you speak English, mate? He goes, no, 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 no. I'm afraid not. No, I don't. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. No, no worries. And they, they walk off, and then they say something in French or something like that. I go, oh, like in English, and they go, <laughs> she fell for that one. And it just they it was, spoke it, English yeah. to it. Yeah, it's just stupid, but it's funny. And I, I, um, looking at those, uh, like the the British Comedy Guide, and. Um, like they have a lot of like forums and stuff and yeah. some other competitions and stuff. And I think for young writers, especially comedic writers, it's a nice way to approach comedy because it's inoffensive usually. Like you can't really offend many people with a sketch unless you've got Hitler doing a fucking march, but that's not really a sketch. That's just, you know what I mean? Like playing playing around with like well, just I, a funny thing. I, is- I don't know, see, because I was talking to Casey about this earlier because when I grew up, again, my mother obviously yeah. like dictated what we watched. Little Brit- kind of like Hitler. <laughs> she, she, no, she, <laughs> well, uh, she, she loved Little Britain. Yep. <clears throat> and I think, my, I, I, I showed my girlfriend that, like about six or seven months ago. Yep. So we watched the first season. I don't think that, like, when, well, when did it get filmed? Like eight. I'm, I'm looking eight, up. Eight, eight to ten years ago, something like that, maybe. Maybe, maybe yeah, around, yeah. But I don't believe that. Or maybe I'm wrong, but some the, some of the sketches they did then wouldn't be aired now. Well, because they're too offensive. Yeah, I think so. Especially with a sitcom as well, and, and some some of the things that they touched. Two thousand and three. There we go. Well, Two thousand and six. Yeah. I mean, but that's that, again. You you could talk of sort of of the time, and that 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 for me is maybe where where comedy that stands the test of time is yeah. because it's so universal, it can still be watched today. Yeah. Whereas like stuff that was maybe of its era. And didn't really appreciate maybe the progression of particular, you know, topics that they were discussing. Yeah. You know, you have, um, you look at like some of the old, old stand-ups like Bernard Manning, right? He's <coughs> renowned as a sort of like working class hero because he just took the piss out of packies or whatever, you know. And of the time in the 70s, people would laugh at that. Whereas yeah. like today, he you can't get away with saying well, you don't say packy do you know no, what I mean it's no, a I derogative term that's like it was it was colloquial at best I suppose and yeah. you know that the audience he was addressing we were getting you you know we used to saying it yeah. that doesn't mean it was right but it also means that the stuff he was doing hasn't really you know we try and forget about it because yeah, yeah, of yeah. because of the the, 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 the undercurrent of yeah. what he was talking about Cause it, there was a weird thing I because when I was introduced to Bill Hicks yeah um, again, I think I heard it on the CD or something like that. I hadn't seen him or anything, but it um, he's talking about um, America invading Iraq yeah. and going <coughs> going through like, uh, hey Tommy, what does G twelve do? Oh, oh. I, yeah, I really like that one. Well, apparently it, 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 it just it says maims maims and D heads and and <laughs> takes out all of the fillings of their teeth. Okay, okay, plug it in. <laughs> 
hey, Tommy, what does G13 do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and at the time that I had listened to that, Bush Jr. had just invaded Iraq. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he's a prophet. Like, I, I do remember when they invaded Iraq the first time. Yeah. I was old enough at that stage. But, uh, like, hearing it again from a comedian, like, you years were later, you were retired. At yeah, that, yeah, you? exactly. You fucking can't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still can't say that on, on on the TV though. Can't. Well, I mean, depends on what show you're on really? and TV channel. I've never heard cunt on the TV. I don't think. Channel Four will say it. Really? Yeah. Do you I think, think? I think in Britain, like it's not, it's not rev- like you know. I think it's okay, like even on it's, like it's, it's, Great it, Norton yeah, it or something like that. I, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't, we'd have to look into the, 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 the sort of like watershed pyramid, because I know in America it just gets bleeped. Yeah. Unless you're hearing it live, it's bleeped. bleeped yeah. It's it's the C word. Whereas like yeah. we're a little bit more accustomed to calling, well, I call my best friends a cunt. You both cunts. Hi. Yeah. Well, look, the, the, Rick, Rick, Ricky Gervais says it in, I think it's science maybe, or, I, or, I, or fame. Like if we checked it on like the, the British watershed versus the Australian watershed. Yeah, cunts like, getting told they, on yeah, you just, kids they, TV. You just say that as like, hey mate. Yeah, yeah like, right, you can. Yeah, yeah. I can. No, Rick, like, like I said, Ricky Gervais says it. He says, um, he says all, all you cunts sit in here yeah. and everyone laughs. Exactly. And, then, and he goes back to it five minutes later. He's like, oh, you can't say that. It's like, I just called you. It's a term of endearment now. Yeah. Well, you think, because I mean, I suppose the power of words, <clears throat> I guess. Oh, like, the context, I know, maybe. Yeah. But I, I know we'll probably touch on this as we move further. But like, you know, in, in America, where it is, it's a huge word that like, there's that, that scene in Louis where he's that female heckler. And he does nothing but call her a cunt, basically. And it's enough to just shatter her. Yeah. Like, he goes, you know what the doctor, when a person walking past you getting bur- uh, bur- uh, born in the hospital, he went, oh my God, look at that cunt giving birth to a cunt out of a cunt. And she just goes, like, horror strucken. Yeah. Because I find that, well, it's not that much of a serious word, but I suppose, you know, d- depending on where you are is, is depending on the level of, of, of offence. I think a lot of it is is that the usage that we have of yeah. it now we're desensitized to yeah. it. Yeah, like I, I I I know a lot of people do think it's a horrible word, and yeah. we probably shouldn't use it. But like the fact that we are desensitized well, to no, it. And fuck that. But, but you, no, you like see, for me, for me, I think like it's a fantastic word because it can have so many different levels of I th- I think, offense. I think, I think not think offense, force. like just power. Like just yeah, no, but it, what it, you want to say, it can be endearment, th- it can be offensive, it can be something nice, something really bad. I think like, there is a comedian that talks about that and talks about using the C word because when you do, when you do, yeah, you just, just, just say yourself. cunt. When you, <laughs> when you, when you do say cunt, and you you fucking like because yeah, there is you there, can put there is venom in there. there yeah there is no more like if you want to put someone down there is no better word than calling them a cunt and fucking mean it and I think I can't remember it's, it's context it, I think I, I I can't remember what it was but he he says that the the c and the t at the end because it's so fucking like it pierces you <laughs> it, you're a cunt it, 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 it's such a venomous word that it, it used in the right way yeah. It's it's no better word so than good. to than, yeah. than cause, cause you, like some, sometimes when, when Stan when you Hope does it, I think. Yeah. I think he, he he approaches the word, but he goes, "I don't want it. I don't want to not use the word cunt because it's just I love saying it. Yeah. It just I think even CK does it. He goes, "I just the way it sounds, no, it's just a yeah. perfect word." It's honestly like 
if 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 you're pent up about something and you you have a lot of feeling and you 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 want to say something not not put someone down but you want to get something out and they are being a cunt yeah there is no like it's it's a tap of pressure on your chest just to go I definitely cunt. think we just should go cunt. because it, because cunt. you're saying with it like all the, the way C, to eleven <laughs> the C and the T. Like there's the d- emphasis I, on that. I, like I think we can be we can be really good and just like change the middle of it. No, I just I, throw people no, off and it, go. Did you just call me? No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't at all. But you, I wanted to because it 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 it, uh, it could be any word. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just the fact that like cunt means what it means, and in like societal context means what it means. And in certain circumstances, it could mean a term of endearment. And it, but that's just, I don't know what you'd call the sort of like uh, uh, um, the, uh, the anthropology of the word then, I guess, for want of a better term. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, because cunt could be... E- etymology. Yeah, etymology of the term. Because like, it, it, it could be pen. Do you know what I mean? Pen could mean cunt. It just, it just so happens that a pen is a pen and a cunt is a cunt, right? And it's it's the sort of like social confines behind what that word means. What a, what a con it and, is. And, and the history of it. That's why it can become such a powerful thing. I mean, yeah. you look at the word like fag or something like that, right? Like a faggot used to be a bundle of sticks, sticks yeah. right? And the, it got used to describe homosexuals as a derogative term because when they were burning witches, they used to throw homosexuals at the bottom with the faggots and burn the witches on the stake. And then, so, like, it was such a derogative term that you just got thrown in with the faggots, right? And then that term got stuck with homosexuals throughout the ages, and that's why it's such a fucking visceral term. Yeah. But I, 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 get, I love that history fact, if that... Uh, like, that's true, yeah, right? That's fantastic. And then, I've you know, South Park have sort of touched on the episode where, like, they, t- they talk on the sort of... Not just the... the um, the desensitization of a word, but how it, it's it's connotation as well. Where that, that one episode where the bikers come into town and oh. they go, "We're going to show these people that we're like," and the guys just go, oh, "Look at these fucking fags," <laughs> right? And, it, and they're hairy, like you know, motorcycle driving arseholes. And they and they you know, and I think that there's a scene where they, like on the on the side of a of a, of a of a building, it says "fags go home," and they're talking about the motorcycle riders. And then, like, big guy Al sees it and goes, oh, my God, I thought we were over this. And the whole episode is just basically saying that, like, words change their meaning over time. And, yeah. like, the, the, the social construct of society at that era can have a, an implication on what it means. And then there's this whole, this, this whole, like, the whole episode is basically them rewriting in the dictionary what the term fag means. And it's, obviously, fag still means, you know, it still has a derogative sense to it. But I think what, what the boys were playing with there, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, is that, like, words change people's connotations to those words change. And within that instance then, like us using the word cunt isn't as offensive as it would be as if we were in America. Yeah, like, it also depends on like what country you're in, depending on like that term. It Over here it might mean something else. Well, a fag is that. a cigarette over here. Yeah. Well, well, in England. In, England, or in yeah. Britain. Well, a faggot back in Wales is... A, a pile of sticks. You know, it's, 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 it's a pork meatball in gravy. Oh yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So what, what do you call tabs then? Uh, fags. Yeah. But like, like I, I, I remember. But a faggot though is. I remember a, going out. A going meatball. Out, going, yeah, a faggot, yeah. going yeah. out, going out for for lunch before dinner with my parents for a couple of faggots. For, for like we had we had pork faggots, <laughs> and my dad was like, he, he was like, oh, oh, yeah. I fucking hate these faggots. Like, I'm not having these around you, like dad. But yeah, on, but now. he's he's playing on. Yeah, yeah he's you know he. 
he's playing on what that word means. Like, yeah. he's being a very dad joke there. Yeah. But class <laughs> for a dad. But no, no I, I think it, it's, it's funny, I suppose. You know, like, I think in, in, in terms of the word fag for a cigarette, the, um, just before we go on the break, sorry, the Arrested Development do a bit where, the, is it Arrested Development? Yeah, and they, they do this like sort of flashback to the war and there's like an American sweetheart talking to her English soldier and he goes, I'm just going to pop in this fag in my mouth and it'll remind me of you whenever I suck on it, right? <laughs> and obviously of the time, like it, it would have been fine for an English person to say, I'm going to suck on this fag, meaning have a tout of my cigarette. But the American connotation literally means blow a gay man, I guess. <laughs> and it's just like they, they reminisce about how words could be misplaced and misconstrued depending on the era and who's saying it. It's not kind of funny, I suppose. It's kind of, kind of like a little bit of sweet innocence. Yeah. I mean, if ever I have the chance to stand up on stage in America, I would love to play on the word fag, I think, because I, I would have full full merit to be able to do that. Like and even tab. Yeah, like tab. Tab, because when you, when, you when you moved over here and started well, working and you said tab, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like the, the old pep, the Coca-Cola drink, the, the, like tab? Like I have no, I had no idea that you were referencing cigarettes. Well, you, you could say bum as well. Can I bum a smoke? Can I bum a fag? Yeah. <laughs> Let me like bum that, a, that, that means like, can I borrow a cigarette? Yeah, but that's it, it, fine. To the right ears, that means can I have anal sex with a homosexual? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's fucked up. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> just take a little 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 quick break. Five. I, need a, I think we were gonna bum a fag. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. <laughs> Right, whilst the lads are away, please take a minute to listen to me drone on about social media and that. Welcome to TheMumble.com, follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And whilst there's still weeks left in the tournament, join our allegedly official FIFA-sponsored Mumball League. And so, back to the show. Alright, then we're back. Yep, nice break. So, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, let's reel this back in. Right. So, stand-up comedians okay. that you grew up right, with. No, Wait. One name then. Um, Peter Kay, I guess. I assume. Yeah. Really? Growing growing up as a teenager, yeah, that was that was the, yeah, that 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 ilk of you know like live at the Apollo. Yep. It was it that that was what brought me to stand up, I suppose. Yeah. But like live at live at the Apollo for me, I've only just discovered in the last year, just because of the TV channels I have. Yeah, but but that's not in accordance to how history is run as a linear time. Mm. But like no, for me the the one of the main stand ups would be Billy Connolly. Yeah, I well, don't no, seen Like I, I'm thinking of, you're of my, you're old enough that Peter Kay would have been recent. No, sort of like you know like early teens. My point, like Billy Connolly, was something my dad might have watched, and I might have seen some as a kid. But I think that the the ones that really made the impression on me would have been like the Peter Kays. Like yeah. that's that's you know when I was getting into comedy and watching it on TV. Like his DVD came out and I bought that. I got it for Christmas or whatever. And like that for me was a stand-up show. This sort of inoffensive, like, you know. It, 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 yeah, it, 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 it adheres to every sort of age group. Yeah. Like t- take, take that joke he says about the, the rich tea biscuit. Yeah, the ducking. The, Everybody's like, well, most people yeah, that, we, that we know go through that. Whether we're you're working class life. Exactly. Da, da, da. Like it, 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 it speaks to everyone, especially me as like a, a 13, 14 year old watching that, or yeah. even, maybe even younger. It's just stuff you giggle at. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this this <clears throat> sort of, you know, un, inoffensive, like observational comedy. Exactly. 
And like, he, he, he doesn't swear. He's, he doesn't push. Apart from when he talks about something a bit for blue. Exactly, bit of blue for dads. But like, he doesn't. It's it's, it's, it's pandering his audience. People don't go ooh. Yeah, it's just it's it's nice. It's an it? easy watch. It's Simpsons of stand up. I think that's why he, he did so well. Like he was pandering towards a very like common denominator audience. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think I've seen very much of like Peter Kay's stand up itself. Like I does he does he do a? I feel like. He, in my mind, he does a cross between short stories and one-liners. He does like when he or does like a one when he one-liner. does a one-liner, he makes a point of telling a joke. Yeah, because like, he, he, he he'll do like a warm-up sort of yeah. thing, like yeah, like he, he's he's that crossover. Well, I think him, yeah, like him or he explains him his one-liners his to get that, to a joke. Yeah, but that that's kind of I think that's him sort of not coming to terms, but like discussing, you know, him as a comedian growing up doing the like the working man's clubs, he would have been paid to like just sort of be the filler between like a live act, say. Yeah, You know, what did they call him? Like they were played in front of the curtain whilst whatever was going on stage. The old pair. Yeah, like changed behind him. And he was just, he was just there to pander an audience and make, you know, keep him, keep him occupied whilst the next band warmed up or, you know, the bingo was getting rolled out or whatever. And, um, he plays on that and he does a lot of these like one-liner gags where he then explains them and you all laugh because it's it's a dad joke you've heard before. And he like he plays on this whole notion of his all act is something that you're so familiar with, that's mm. why it's funny. And there's a there's a beauty in that, I think. Because I think like when when I became a little bit more traversed with comedy and, and, and got into like sort of alternative stuff and things like that, I, I moved away from a lot of this sort of like generic observational stuff. Of course, yeah, yeah. And then I remember, I think I, I watched one of his DVDs not so long ago, one of his, you know, online or whatever. And it was, it was really funny. Like the stuff he was doing was, you know, it's, it is hilarious. It is funny. He's just taking the, the ordinary life of your average Joe and just pointing fun at some of the normal stuff you might get up to. And like when he says, when he, when he does one of those shit dad jokes, like, that's half of our humour. How many times exactly, do I come yeah, exactly. up to you at work and like, I, I, well, you know. Well, you're holding a ladder, you yeah. know, going up in the world, you will. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just, it, but it, there's a there's a degree of irony that we're using. That's all we're, our days go through. Bro. Yeah, it's just, it's just one-liners to each other. We, 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 I think we came to a point early in our friendship where we said that we didn't have a conversation. We yeah. just did one-liners. And quoted yeah. to each other shit yeah. that we've seen. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've got, so, I mean... Absolutely constant. Absolutely <laughs> constant. Now, Beecham, like. Beecham, Beecham and George, when they came to visit. Yeah. Like, Hiya, boys. Yeah, hiya, lads. Like, half the fucking crack that we had was just reiterating the stuff that we were watching as a... I think there was one day when the weather was so bad outside and we literally watched Brass Eye together again. And it was nostalgic and warm. And like, even though Brass Eye is kind of... Cutting that edge. nice feeling that you haven't had inside <laughs> yeah, for like, a long it was just, time. It was, but I mean, I think that again, that's what kind of comedy does. Like this is the sort of you know, I, two guys I like grew up with watching shit and just discussing it and 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 getting fucked up and drunk and blah blah blah. And like that was a memory that we had together, and I'd not seen them for a few years, and we were relaxing watching television when they were here visiting me in Copenhagen. And the first thing we did was watch like Garth Marenghi or Brass Eye and just giggle to ourselves and went, ooh. Because like, like, I think that might be the different side for me. Like if, if the the main, one of, like one of the main comedians that I grew up with was Billy Connolly. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, his whole thing is a story. And like he tells his story and then. He's superb at the callback. Yeah, like his callback is unreal. It's like, like half an hour. It's yeah. a, <laughs> you've forgotten about it. And you've forgotten about that one thing. He started, He tells you one story, goes off into another, c- 
calls back to the first story, goes into the third story, calls back to the second, goes into the fourth story, calls back to the first story again, yeah. and you're just like, oh my god! But, but that, like that's the craft, though. I think yeah. you know when you see, and I, I know we're gonna get on the stand up in a later episode, but I think just that is the beauty of it. I think it, and it's one, yeah. and it, you know, and and that's that's why these guys are so huge and can pack out fucking stadiums is because you can go there and just be wholly entertained and laugh and just you know peter k might be joking about the fucking boredom of middle like you know middle to working class life growing up in britain but it's something you can relate to and just find so just it's nostalgic and it's funny like you know that that whole thing about him was it you know fish and chips on a friday night like my dad you know when i stayed at my dad's it was we went to the chinese restaurant we had like you know kung po chicken and fucking chicken curry and chips and stuff every fucking friday and we'd go to blockbusters like the stuff that peter k was talking about like had a reverence to me and yeah, i just exactly. you know like and it and fair enough he, he might not be pushing the boundaries of where comedy can go or like you know pushing that envelope but at the same ilk like it's it is it is comedy because you relate to it. You've he's found he's found funny and like just the normalcy of life and yeah, just no, being able no, to poke I'm, fun of it. I've, fun fun fact, on his last tour that he did, the tour that didn't tour tour, he did yep. it eight night eight nights in the Wembley Arena. Uh, or not, the, the Millennium o- Dome was yeah, it? Yeah, the, the O2 Arena. <clears throat> that's massive. That's yeah. A, so there's two 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 hundred thousand like packed in each night, eight nights full, and he packed them out, but. Um, as a warm-up act before him, yep. he had Rick Astley playing. Wow. You're joking. Every night. Rick Astley. Was <laughs> he just Rick rolling everybody? Look, maybe, maybe on a grand <laughs> scheme of things, but like, yeah, obviously the the, tour, the, the, the name is obviously funny because it's the tour that didn't tour tour. Because mm. he did a tour, but he didn't tour. Yep. But then to have Rick Astley and have that stature, because he's, like, he's not a huge comedian. He's, he's, he's a big comedian in, in, in the UK, but... On the grand scheme of things, like when we talk about comedian, we will talk about comedians that literally like Monty Python sort yeah. of esque comedians that like stand the the, the time. Well, I, like I think, like, I think, I think, I think towards I, to to towards us and towards what we've uh, grown up with, like Monty Python would be huge. Yeah, but there's <laughs> there's. Like they they wouldn't be massive on the grand scheme of things that like say Ricky Gervais maybe would be. What Monty or, Python? Well, like mm, I don't know. Like Monty Python is like, Americans watch Monty Python. Do you know what I mean? Like I, probably not to the, like not to the same extent as if like I'm not sure because I think British comedy is revered as like some of the best in the world. But it, it's what we do with our comedy. Like for me, like you you think of America, I think of great great stand up. Yeah. It's the sort of stuff that's pushing the, you know, they have the late night shows that we've adopted. Like, you know, when, when like um, Graham Norton or Jonathan Ross, like all, all, all our late night shows aren't are nowhere near the, 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 the aptitude. That, of Jay Leno. Yeah. <laughs> because they had this model down and, um, you know, but, and we've just sort of mimicked that where some of their, some of their, some of their like comedy that sort of, because uh, like isn't it is it Jimmy Carson? Is he the original Late Show host? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, back you, in the sixties or something like that. You you made it under Carson. You you made it. Do you know what I mean? If if he yeah. liked you, you you were gonna you were going somewhere, and that's that's the power that some of these shows sort of had. Where like 
you know, no, if you look at Jonathan Ross's show, Jonathan Ross isn't having a five minute monologue from an up and coming comedian in Britain. He's just doing, it's, it's a chat show. And we, you know, we had Parkinson, we had blah, blah, blah. And of course he would have, he would have comedians on and they'd be, I suppose that's maybe something we could get into. I think in, in terms of the chat show that was, was, was engaged with an audience of Britain, say, for example, the chat shows in England. And you've got, you know, Parkinson, when he talks to Billy Connolly, a touring comedian, he's making headway, he's filling out sort of, you know, small theatres and stuff like that. And then he gets brought onto Parkinson or, or what was the other guy in England or whatever. I forget another guy. Terry but, Wogan. Yeah. Frost. 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 Yeah, Frost. Frost. You know, and then you, you, you have him on there, he maybe does a bit of a monologue and then he talks to the comedian about some of the stuff, some of his stories. He seems funny. The Beeb pick him up and then without, you know, then, you know, maybe they go, oh, we find you so funny. How about writing a series? Da, da, da. I have no idea how the industry fucking works and maybe we should like do a little bit more investigative Tory work into that <laughs> but like, you, like I was there thinking that um, if you go with Carson and the American version like Carson Jay Leno the late show the tonight show the late late show all of these kind of mm. different broadcasts on different networks and stuff like that like the British versions of those on Aren't in the same vein. They're not in the same vein, but like they 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 just focus more on the chat show part of it. Yeah. Like on like Graham Norton, for example, if he has a comedian on, the comedian is there sitting talking with Graham. Yeah. He's not doing a five. If it's a musician, the musician is playing their latest single or what they're going to release. I think. And then with the American version of those shows, like they're going to. If they're the musician, they're going to do their single and they might sit down and have a talk. If they're a comedian, they're going they do to a do five a bit, bit yeah. and then have the talk. Or they're included as part of the show. Is like, okay, so this is the comedian that we want to promote for a certain amount of time. So they do their bit and then they fuck off. But that's, I think that's that's just how the, the, the industry works. Though. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, like, I think that's the, like the British versus American I th- version I th- of it. I, th- I think, though, like, it, we're going to get onto it maybe in later episodes but like what stems from the american start of like viewpoint of like the the daily show and like the late uh, the last week tonight with john, john Oliver, Oliver, yeah. they play on what's happening in, in in politics and stuff like that which i don't think the british like the 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 the, the broadcasting companies there's, there's they definitely do, like there's the, definitely not a, like a, a a british size version or a european version of the no, late no. last week tonight exactly. or it, the Daily Show. It's not because of the size of America, though. I don't do know. I, I, mean? I, like, think, I think it might be the network, though. But you've got, you know, like these late night shows. They I talk. think I would agree with Dale that it's probably the network. But there's a lot more networks, though. But like the Daily Show and Last Week Tonight, they're which not, John not, Oliver came <clears throat> from, yeah. Yeah. the Daily they, Show as they, well. They, like They're not from... They're not like, basing everything on America. Like they do European stories. They do... But not like even that. Like world the, it's, stories it's, all the time. It's no, but I, I meant in current the, events. In the, in, in the sort of chain of events. Like, you know, there's a, there's a show actually, uh, the Larry Saunders show. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, a couple of times. It, yeah. It's it. Larry Saunders is. Uh, I think it's filmed like mid mid nineties, maybe something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And he, Larry Saunders, is a late night chat show host. Mm. He, but he, he was he a comedian. Actually, he passed away this year. The the that comedian. No uh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We've lost another Him, one. Him, Prince. 
Everyone. Bowie, and we, Lemmy, yeah, we should have maybe fuck had Fuck you, it. 2016. It's killed a lot of people. God, I know. Just like, literally, it's about two weeks ago we were talking about fucking Terry Wogan. I know, right? And then Prince. I know Prince. I don't know what I'm more upset about. I, I, I genuinely screamed. I was, I was in work, I was taking the tills, and I, I got to the office, my, my phone was on charge. Prince is I, dead. I know, I, 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 I seen a notification pop up, and I, I don't know why, I was by the door, and I see my phone, and I was like, I know this notification is going to be bad. Because I knew it was a BBC news. You hadn't seen thing. a magpie? No, I'm not. <laughs> but look, I, I, I seen it, I was like, that's going to be bad. I read it, and I was like, fucking no way. Dropped the tills, ran out, screamed. Scott was down there. I was like, Scott, Prince is dead. He's like, you're fucking kidding on, son. And yeah. Is that I, your I, best I, Scottish no. accent? No. You're <laughs> fucking kidding on, son. See you, see me, pal. See you, see me, pal. Custard. Back to the Larry Saunders show. Yeah. yeah. That I think it, it had the, um, the schematics of a late night chat show down where he would be interviewing these guests. And it, it was sort of, it was, it was the filming of a late night show. Yeah. So it was all the stuff that Larry Saunders, the post, did behind the scenes to make an episode of his late night show. Okay. Because so, I can't think of the, there's one of the late night shows where they have, um, they actually have the comic relief guy, yep. which Larry Saunders had. He had... Um, well, Lenny Henry. What? In America, yeah. Hey. Uh, not funny, that's true. No. <laughs> no, but like they had this, like there was always a guy sitting on the couch that was just, he would be the joker. Oh yeah, and then the Larry Saunders show, it was the dad from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Hey now. Yeah, Which exactly. Like for, yeah. But there, there is one of the actual American late night shows that they have that Con- guy. Conran. Is it Conran? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and it's the dude again from... Used to be an improv, like the sort of biggest guy with the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In, in Arrested Development, it was he, he played him and his like eight brothers. He was like yeah, an octopler. That's whatever. it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, but no, but I, I think like how the mo- like I, I can't really talk about how the model works over there. But in terms of you know like stand up there, I think that's why it is so more visceral over there because the, it's it's more of an industry, I suppose. Like, oh, you know, we have the Fringe. You maybe do a good Fringe show. You get a good review. You pack out a few stadiums and you're touring England. Like, touring as an American comedian throughout the breadth of America, it, it it's a bigger job. Do you know what I mean? And, like, that's, you know, that's why that when you um, get on these shows, you, you you know, you, you might you might hit Seattle or something like that and you do the, t- the, lo- the local talk show on the local network and you're going to pack out the next time you come to Seattle because your five-minute bit, people found funny and they're going to pay tickets. It's, it's I, nothing like, but, like, for you to... It's constant. Yeah, you've got... You, you're on these shows to, get, like, bring your name up, to sell more tickets, to do that. It's, it's a fucking business you've got but to like, do. But, it's, like, it's the same in the UK. You have to play all of the clubs before you even warrant yourself... Like, you need to play all the clubs just to get enough money yeah. to warrant yourself to pay for a show at the Fringe. Yeah. I know. You know? But like, I think what I'm saying, but it's, it's more of like a watered-down version of it almost because it's just, England just isn't as big as America. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, not, not that the model's any different, but I think, like, in America, because maybe stand-up's been such an art form for so long that they're much more well-oiled and well-established at sort of the, 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 the chain that, that, that runs with it. Do you know what I mean? I actually, I, I thought it was kind of the same thing with any like American touring bands that my mates were putting on at the DIY shows and stuff like that. Like the guys would just come in, they'd set up, they'd play and like 
they they'd still engage with the crowd they engage with the people before the show and stuff like that and like they'd really enjoy it but like they would get on fucking nail their set and then get off and i just i always really appreciated like how smooth that they can do it yeah and on some some cases i'm there like i've been talking to them they're like yeah no like we we do some small diy shows and there's like platforms with drum kits just being rolled in yeah i'm like that sounds fucking insane like you're playing my piece of shit like that's my drum kit you're playing like i'll just take off the cymbals and the snare it's just like you just roll on and play and fucking nail it again like you know just I, th- I think that's part of the american lifestyle that like just you're on the road yeah yeah no because you're you have to play so many shows in so many places and across such a huge distance you know how to just get on and get off because yeah because you might not even have time to like fucking party afterwards because you've yeah, got to yeah, yeah. jump back yeah, in your you van could, you and could, then drive to fucking yeah. Wisconsin. <clears throat> like, it's, it's trying, to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to do a date in London and yeah. then the next day do a date in fucking Budapest. Yeah. It's, it's, ma- it's ma- the same ma- distance ma- as doing yeah, exactly. New York and then Seattle. Exactly. Or like, yeah. And I think with, with that in mind, then the, the whole like touring concept of a comedian, I'm sure there's a documentary about it actually. They've done, they've done one, they've done literally one about sort of like how difficult it is being a comedian on tour. Like, in America, which is, you know, it's, I think it's quite, it'd be quite an interesting thing to sort of figure out and like look at because I know we don't really want to touch on it now. I don't know what really brought us into it, but in terms of, you know, how that ties into the, like the late night thing and stuff like this, you've got, you've got comedians that have maybe made their, the late night hosts then they've, they've done the circuits, they've done, they've done the tours and they've, they've had their break with a network and got onto a late night show. And they bring young, they bring other young comedians on to sort of like pass the torch almost. Do you know what I mean? There's like even, a, there's like a self-policing. With, like, even go with Seinfeld. Like at the end of that TV show, like they basically just brought a TV show going, we want to do a show about a couple of people that hang out and talk about nothing. Yep. And they did. Yep. And the, the network and it, was and like, it. yes. And it absolutely killed and whatever. But like the, the fact that at the end of, all of those shows or in between the shows like because it's it's jerry himself he's talking about himself in this series yep. and he's always standing in front of that red brick wall which is a comedy club in new york like that's well, louis does it as well yeah. in his show like exactly. i, I think because like, the, the character they're playing i mean jerry seinfeld in seinfeld plays a comedian yeah that's his gig he, and it's he's, just he's his playing life. him but like a and, version of yeah. him but that's, him. that's you know that that's that's what he was doing I think and that's that sort of feeds into his because if, if you were to parallel say like Seinfeld and Louis like and their comedy is sort of fairly different right yeah their, right. St- their style yeah right to a degree and Seinfeld's jokes are it's observational comedy about nothing to a degree right yeah. He just the, yeah, he'd like yeah? It, like he just he's just hanging out all the time yeah. and just going oh my god. Isn't that really funny? Yeah. And then and then like, he, he brings like a, the episode into that five minute monologue that he has at the end of the show. Yeah. And then you look at like a Louis episode and he does kind of the same thing. Except it's something, in, a big issue. Yeah, because... Like, oh my God, is that really funny? Well, there was that, the one episode I think that he does where he, he goes to Miami and then he hangs out for a day and has a really good time. And then like he, yeah, he stays for an extra day and then like the guy that he meets is sort of like, why did you... Why you, and then he thinks he's gay. 
just because he hung around an extra day. And then the five minute monologue at the end is sort of like, do you ever have that time when like meeting straight men is really difficult because you're straight and they just assume that you're gay because you want to hang out with them and it's there's like that's not being charged at all like I, that's where you got that joke from. fuck off <laughs> no, I, I was just about to say that as well oh, did, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry no, I don't steal that at all like, no, but, but like it, it's, it's it's actually just no, it's, it's, aspect it, 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 of it, our it, own life that yeah, we have to deal with definitely yeah like you know that fucking like, I love you man film yeah Making friends as a as a as a fucking heterosexual man, it's hard. <laughs> well, that was my first stand-up act. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like meet 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 me, meeting male friends in in a new country that you move to is hard. Yeah, it's without without people thinking that you're homosexual. Yeah, you need a like it is straight hashtag, Tinder. That's like first world problems. I would drink down. Oh, straight straight grinder. Strider. Strider. Strider, yeah, Strider. Over in these parts, so he's known as <laughs> but Strider. That, but that obviously that's a strong cider. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that's a strong. But that's what you meet to drink when you meet somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh my like, god! Dan's gonna have to make up a fucking we, new, 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 nuance of a game based that, on that, that, that we de-wash a word. D-wash a word. D-wash. Oh, yeah. People could give us one and we've got to figure out what they were trying to say. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good go. game. I'd Dan, if you're listening, yeah. write it down. Yeah. And, and tweet us. Mumble game too. Um, um, but we, we moved off point a little bit there. So, but no, there was a point we wanted to get well, on. Well, no, it was just like, some of the stand-up that we've oh, seen. Oh, well, no, like we were like, stand-up pe- as we were growing up. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so like you've got, you've got Peter Kay. I've, uh, same here. You've got Peter Kay. Yeah. And I've got Billy Connolly. Yeah. Well, is I, it just because I'm older? Like, is that actually well, the case? Uh, probably, yeah. Like, the, the, are you when kidding you, me? Well, not just, but I, like, I've obviously seen a few Billy Connolly stand-ups. It's just that, like when I was like, like we talked about earlier, that 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 point, me and my brother first watched Bo Selector, and comedy for us was this thing that we, me and my brother, had in our like in my room, like watching funny stuff with me and my brother giggling to each other. Do you know what I mean? And then and then it moved on from that to university and to the stuff that we then watched. I'm actually just a little bit worried about that though. Like I know you said you were 15, Mm. but like, what was I in 2000? What did I say? 2002. Yeah. Regardless though, like like I think I think me me and Will probably come from a similar sort of social background or like an economical background. I, I I doubt I doubt a lad from from Oxford, our age, would find Peter K funny. They might have not have trans- transitioned there. Exactly. Though, yeah. But like, you might not have found that funny because... Well, he, he just might have not like taught that well in, in Ireland. I'd, no, but... No, like, I, not- I don't think he... I, like, is for me, my, my first introduction to Peter K would have been Phoenix Knights. Yeah. And like... When you're saying Bo Selecta, like I would have been no, nineteen. But, no, but I, I think at that time it's the stuff I handpicked then, maybe. But like I did my, because I, like, I think I'm grateful to my parents because they just introduced me to comedy at such well, an early age. You know, like well, that, in that, like I watched, like you know, have I got news for you and my dad? Like, like Mash. I don't I've remember. Never, I've, ne- I've never seen. I, like, I've, I've seen a few. I, I didn't find that funny. But it's like it's the same. But like that, I know, it's, I know that, like it's dad, like dad, an eighties show. It's dad's, like dad's army. army and stuff. Like I didn't that. find like, that funny. But like I still was, don't find it funny. That was that was a comedic year, show like, and stuff I, like that. Yeah, you know, that way. No, I, I, I get that. But like my, my like my 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 dad brought me up on Black, even Black even uh, John Wayne and Rooster Codburn. Like it's a it's a western and stuff like that. But it was fucking hilarious. Right, but no, you're telling me fucking age now, but. 
the, no, but like, what, it what, came out before I was born. But what? Oh, where, where are you getting with that? Because I mean, like, for, for, I'm just the the introduction of comedy. Like no, I, I think I just got introduced to like comedy as a as a I, medium I, I think, at a very young age. I think right. My 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 dad always used to have VHS. Uh, of Black Adam, and I think he still got them back home. My mother, my mother throws everything out, right? She, but she my, kept those. She, she, but she, like, she threw those out. We, no, we made her keep them. Yeah. I think the first, the first DVD that we bought as a family, because we went out to Woolworths, right? We went, we went there. It was DVD. It was a fucking new thing. Bought it, and it was The Office season one. My dad bought it, so that in a sense, was, like, like it was the first thing that me and my dad, so like, my mother went to bed, me and my dad sat there and watched The Office. Well, yeah, I suppose, I think, those, I think those for, small moments, when, you, like you said, you remember Billy Connolly. Yeah. But I've got, like, I've watched Billy Connolly. My mum, you know, we had Sky back at my mum's and she'd watch UK Gold and like, the things I didn't like... have Sky. The, the dinner ladies and she'd watch this sort of, like, you yeah. know, the Vicar of Biblia and stuff. Served? All that sort of Vic- shit. Yeah, French Vic- and Sauters. But fuck, my, my yeah, point yeah. being is that, like, like, they weren't the ones that hold any, hold any uh, yeah, yeah, uh, weight yeah. with me, any buoyancy. It, it, like, I I've seen it, them, but... Like for me, like like I said, Bo Selector was me and my brother. That was the first time that the, the comedy was mine. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. I, I, yeah, didn't, no, wa- I, I didn't watch it with my dad. It was it was it was mine and my brothers. Yeah. Like me as a fucking teenager, decided like you know we'd go to we'd go to our room and we'd watch the stuff we wanted to watch, and we were gravitated towards this South Park, Bo Selector, Ali G, The Office. They were the things that we picked. Like my dad might have watched Have I Got News For You and and, 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 and reruns of Billy Connolly's old stand-up shows and stuff like that. But, and I watched them and they were funny. But like my entrance into comedy, the stuff I picked myself was this. And like, fair enough, it might have been because like, you know, my sister showed me fucking uh, Monty Python when I was a kid. But like, I think you, 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 you get touched by the stuff that you can pick yourself, I think. And like... Yeah. You know, like for you, I, I I don't know what it was, but there must have been, you know, when you were sat with your friends and your parents weren't there and you and your mates sat down and watched Blur, Spaced or whatever the fuck it was. And your parents might not have got it because it was just, it was too current for them. Like Spaced, my dad wouldn't have understood because it was all about smoking weed, right? And it was just Simon Pegg in a flat smoking weed with his mate Nick Frost living with that, I forget the girl's name, um, but they posed as a, you know, as a couple just to try and like... Um, dupe the landlord into thinking that they could hire this flat. Like, I watched that and thought it was fucking hilarious, but, like, I, I couldn't sit my dad down and watch Spaced with me. I could try, and he might enjoy it, but for me, like, watching those shows was something I took. It was something I picked. It was, you know, it was it was funny to me because I, I chose the fact that it was funny. And it was stuff that, you know, like, watching the royal family and then going to school, like, the morning after and talking about it with my friends. That was that was when comedy started to become a thing because it, it, it gave me, like, talk around the water cooler at school the next day. It was something that brought me and my brother closer together. And it was something that, like, after watching it, stayed with me and thought, oh, fuck, this is, this is how I see the world. This is, this, this, it, it connected with me. Like, and as a teenager, I think it's a really important moment because, you, you know, you, you've questioned yourself, you've grown up and you start to, like, ponder your own existence a little bit and these things that like make a little bit more sense you've gone fuck yeah 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 and it's like i think that's a really interesting point that you make because i'm i'm sitting here thinking wait what's the one that i chose myself um i think it was actually probably bill hicks all right like what i would have been like that would have been 2001 2002 or something like that when you were 50 
But like what? He would have been dead like seven, eight years at that stage. Really? Yeah, he, I think he died in '94. Early '90s. Yeah. Prostate cancer that got him. Yeah. Yeah. Check your balls. Yeah, check your balls. Weird, it wasn't the tabs though. Yeah, but he did. He did say in his in that last DVD that he did, uh, the last special or whatever. He's like, I used to smoke. I used to smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I used to smoke. God, I loved them. You know, like if 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 I could have a cigarette now, and if it was rolled by God. Or like packed by God, rolled by Jesus, and moistened shut through with Claudia Schiffier's pussy. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah, like, lo- loved a tab. Yeah. Well, in that regard, then, because I think like Dan for me at school was like he he was the guru that I looked to, like the same Dan that came up with the mumble game. Aye. But like he like him and Beecham, then we were friends at school and stuff like that. But. Dan was always the one sort of pushing the envelope. Like it was him with the, like the DVD, oh, not the DVDs, but the VHSs at the time. <laughs> like, it, yeah, DVD, do the fucking a tracks. Do, do, like, uh, I do remember, like, um, yeah, like you know, Man on the Moon. He lent me that that the uh, um, Andy Kaufman Andy Kaufman film, but yeah. Jim Carrey and whatever. Yeah. Like he gave me a, a, a Bill Hicks D, uh, VHS. And um, like things like Brain Dead and Evil Dead and all this sort of stuff that you know you just get passed around at school with like this is oh like this is fucking so cool like what's this don't and let your parents see this like. but this was you know before before the age of the internet then when like it like the way you got into stuff was because like either your mate that had an older brother that lent him what you know right. Monty Python's Holy Grail my sister like what showed it to me and my brother like uh, Evil Dead that fucking glorious gore fest that is this 80s B movie with like uh, I don't think I had that kind of experience because I'm the eldest so oh, I was right. the one to get Obviously. this know, stuff but, but and you, then show my sisters you so had that, all your mates and things yeah. like that, you know and it was it was this it, 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 it was like it was like the internet of its day you just showed people shit because you were interested in it and uh, likewise I think with um, with Dan like um, I remember this one I think we were in English right and he brought a copy of the Viz in and I love oh, the Viz. Yeah, wow. And uh, it's Profanosaurus at the end. It, it was like the original Urban Dictionary, mm. right? Roger, Roger, Roger's Profanosaurus. And the, that's actually your thesaurus, then. Yeah. It's fuck. It's so funny. But I remember this one in particular because I pissed myself. It was like um, Smegma, like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. Well, we know it's Smegma. Yeah. And then it gave all these other renditions or other names for that thing, and like <laughs> Organzola. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god Bell and Brian and I, <laughs> I forget the other one but like I swear to god I think I fell off my chair and then the English teacher comes round and just goes what are you reading and we've obviously wedged it in between like the copy of Macbeth we were meant to be reading <laughs> and he fucking pulls this out and I think I think there was a degree of recognition of him going I, I don't want to punish you for like reading this because this is class like I'm sure like he was a brilliant English teacher like the like the guy oh, from that what's that like um, uh, Dead Poet Society you know my captain my captain Robin like this, Williams yeah this this English teacher was him and he didn't reprimand me and Danny for reading the Viz in his English class even despite the fact we nice. were disrupting everybody nice and you know and that's the thing I, mean, I think because you're laughing and because you find it so inherently funny it's, it's do you reckon you, oh actually just a random tangent do you reckon it's something to do with English teachers. Because I know my my English teacher at school, he was fantastic. He just came, walked in, 
first class just slammed his book down and goes, hi, I'm Mr. McCutcheon. We're not talking about sex, religion or politics until last class and senior. This is English. Let's go. Yeah. Like, bang. Straight to the point. I think you're like, I have every ounce of respect for you right now. My, I am my never Engl- going to take the piss. My English teacher was a cunt. It was, it was, his name was Mr. Crook, right? Nice and he used to look like Mr. Professor Snape. And he used to play <laughs> on that so fucking much. Oh, See, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was after Harry Potter, yeah. I suppose. I was I, after I, Harry Potter I, as well. I, I, you were during. I, 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 yeah, I, I came... I, I was in the timeline of Harry Potter. Yeah. So when I, was at, when I was in year seven... That film came out. That film came out in the November. <laughs> and he played on fucking Professor Snape. I think he spelled he said well, no, he said expelliarmus. Looking back, you can you can maybe appreciate what he was trying to do there as an English teacher with language and books. Because forget me if I'm wrong, but Harry Potter was a book. I think it, it is was, literature. Was it? it is literature. Was it? It was. Are you sure? I think he, his, his he was the nuances it, of him his comedy ah, was but, lost on you at the time. But you know, like he didn't his but, cultural but, but read, read it, reading the book. He didn't think, oh, I'm going to look like him in the film. No, you know I mean? no, but what he did was, knowing the fact that he kind of did, played on the fact that he His was His cultural reference was going to help you in your literal the, reference. I you know him now, he's a dick. He's still a dick. <laughs> he's still a dick. Fuck him. I just think he's... He, I think he, it was just lost on you. Yeah, maybe. What was the stand-up or the comedian that, like, you picked yourself? Well, uh, or is this still going to be Peter Kay? No, it's not. No, no, no. It's, it's probably going to be, like, my, like I said earlier, my dad's, like... We bought the DVD for The Office, but then all my mates sort of like, maybe, was I the one to sort of get it? I don't know, but... You had that many crucial points that you were the, you were the I, I wise was, I was that. There. I was that guy. No, I, I don't think I was. <laughs> but like, even, even now, like my best mate, Tom, I don't talk to him that much anymore. But like, if, when we do talk, it's always about like, oh, we watched The Office the other day, or I'll send him a gif from... The yep. office or the, the American office. That's what we got on to. I think Ricky Gervais. We, we well, like we, we we went over and watched like Ricky Gervais's stand ups when they came out. He went to see him live and he said he was fucking amazing. Like he spent 60, 70 odd quid yeah. to, to, to go and watch science and Do, stuff like that. Does that that's actually one of the things I I haven't <laughs> actually watched any Ricky Gervais stand up. It's classic. It's, ama- it's, it's, yeah, it's like, amazing. I, I like I know he has there's a reason he's like where he is. Yeah, exactly. He's, 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 but like he, like his his stand up shows has a certain point. It, the, the basically, yeah, he's, he, he's, 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 like, he says he says they lectures. And yeah. The, the 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 first one's animals, the second one's science, politics, no, politics. Then it's fame, and then it's science. Science. Was it so science like, then I, fame? I, no, I haven't seen any of them, yeah. but like in regards to the Office, yeah. or Derek, or even uh, Tourist Abroad. Tourist abroad, idiot abroad, idiot, idiot abroad. abroad. Right. Um, like I, I, I just <coughs> don't like, don't like him. I think just again with the you might have just missed the Gervais bandwagon. Something like yeah, like because I think I prefer the American version of the Office to the English, British I, version I, of I, the Office, but I don't like the Office because of the comedy that it is. Yeah, I so I I, I kind of I, I sympathise with you there because I I. I kind of do prefer um the american office just because of where they took it and they did they did nine nine seasons of it and where the storyline went it went into like an american sitcom where it was about more like love and 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 
shit within the workplace is instead of this just fat geezer and how like awkward just, it just makes the, some, yeah some like the awkwardness of it is what like i just i've never had that kind of workplace yeah I, d- I just couldn't relate to it i just i just didn't like how it was being portrayed mm. and then with the american office i thought it was really annoying that they like word for word did a lot of the first yeah. season or whatever yeah. I mean, and then then as you say they, they changed it and went off in their route which I thought was very good yeah I don't think it was as well received as it is today when it first came out I think it was it was the American a, or no, the no, British no no the, the British one yeah. although it was huge like it was it, no it was massive I know it, it was massive but, but like but I, you know I, I, I think it still it took a, a, a lot of people didn't get it like mm. a lot of people thought it was a documentary about an office. Yeah. No one realized the, the, the satire or the lever yeah. of irony or, or, the, or, the, or the, the point of it being a mockumentary. Like it was. No, it, I think, it, I think, th- I, I don't think that would be the case. Like no, I, I think I, everybody I, understood it was. I'm like, not sure. I don't, I don't, my, my mother doesn't like it because she doesn't just, get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she gets that it's satirical or it's, it's a play on people that, or maybe it hits to home. To people, yeah, that, that, that's that's plausible. I think it's the thing you're you're, you're laughing at how close it is to home. That like it, 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 it that that fine line that plays between sort of comedy and tragedy, I suppose. Well, and Gervais walks that line so fucking well. Yeah, like I think I think for me that like it, like I I didn't think it was comedic. I just thought it was cringy. Yeah. But, and like I but, couldn't, I could, I, I just thought that was but, a weird look, part of it. Look back to but Faulty on, Towers. Like, well, like, you know, Faulty every, Towers but every episode, hilarious. every episode, he's trying. You know, like you get him as a character, as just as you get uh, Brent as a character. And Faulty Towers, he, he's trying to like have this persona of this, the, you know, this grand grandeur of a hotel, even though he keeps fucking up and trying to hide it from all of his patrons. Like all the people that are staying at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cringeworthy that to see the length of depravity that he's willing to lower himself to in order to just appease the people. You know, there's that one guest and he thinks he's like the fucking ambassador of wherever. And he's not, <coughs> it's just some some dude. And the, the, the guy end up, he, he ends up turning up at the, you know, right at the end of the episode. And he's gone to all this trouble bending over backwards for this arsehole that isn't nobody. And then he, you know, and you just go, oh, fuck. And you, you sympathise with him because he's such a fucking reprobate. And I think, like, pushing that envelope then, Gervais has been able to do that because you actually, rather than um, uh, rather than empathising with Brent, you actually hate the cunt. Yeah, yeah. like because uh, that, I think that's, you that's, that's the difference. No, like that level of empathy has always been there, and that's that's kind of why you find it funny because you I can th- laugh at them because at, at deep at heart you kind of understand why they're doing it. But Brent is just an arsehole, and you fucking hate that guy because many think people you can know. Can empathise with Basil Fawlty a lot more than than Brent. Brent. No, but that, that that's exactly why Gervais's was such a fucking poignant thing. Yeah. Because I, th- I, th- I think why. You- the American sort of like flourished is because you can, for for me, you see him, David Brent as a character, obviously he's an asshole, but he has lovable sort of connotations towards himself. Does he? Yeah, he, well, he does because he, he sort of hates himself. He knows that he hates himself. He's just put on a fucking yeah, show. The fact, it, that, yeah. the, the fact that he's he's the boss and he can hide behind this, like this, this power sort of persuasion. He, 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 he can, he, he has this this stature within the workplace that he 
he wants to engage with other people, but he doesn't know how to, so he uses the he's, fact that he's the boss to sort of engage. Yeah. And I think the American, like Steve Carell portrays David Brent, but as an American thing, more of, like, he's goofy and he's, he's they, lovable. They ran on for a lot longer, which meant no, they but, could, they could, th- they could th- evolve the character yeah, a lot Yeah, but further. I think that, but from, from the, the out, like from the af- after they after they word for worded like I think the the first five or six episodes of the office, then they went into the fact that he's just a misunderstood character. He's a, he's a misunderstood person. He is in this position of authority, but he's just an idiot. He's just he's as he's he's as equal as anyone working in the office. He has all that strife and he has all them feelings, and they play on the fact that he's basically just just a kid but because he's been in the company so long he holds this position of power exactly but like how different do you reckon that the show would be if it was say for example Steve Coogan playing David Brent because like as Alan Partridge I I, I couldn't do that I, I, I can't I can't even approach that as a a, well like Steve Carell Steve Carell (laughs) plays David Brent but he doesn't well, like, like, he's, like no, but he doesn't. He's not. He's not. No, he's not David Brent. He's 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 his own character. He's yeah. He's, what, whatever whatever his character's uh, name. Fuck, I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't imagine like Michael the office. Scott. W- the office yeah. wouldn't be the office if Steve Coogan had have written it. It well, would have been a complete. I, mm, no, I, I don't even want to. Uh, like, sorry. Or, like if even if you put like say say for example John Locke or Alan Davis or some some other comedian into the position that. Ricky it's not, Gervais was. It's not the same show. It, it would have taken a completely different fucking avenue. Of yeah. Con- and, but then it wouldn't have been the office that we love today. But it's, it, but I, I, that, 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 it's that a, person... That's a weird he is, argument. He, he, is, he is Ricky Gervais, though. Right? Yeah, Ricky, he's, Ricky he's Gervais Ricky is Gervais. like... Is the, the awkwardness that he portrays as a comedian. There's no one else that can do that the way that he did it. Because... No. Like, Especially the, with, like, the, extras. Right, maybe that's why you don't like the American or... The first five word for word, Steve Carell cannot do Brent. David yeah, Brent. No, he can't. He, he can't. he can't do what Ricky Gervais did in an American accent or like in an American workplace. That's it's a different type of society. But but even Steve Carell's a different kind kind of comedian towards Ricky Gervais. Yeah, but like uh, t- like. We've now I just talked about The Office for like 15 minutes. Yeah, so I know. I, think we should Which I, I could, walk, I could talk for it for about fucking four I hours. Know, like, I know. I, I think it's just a, an interesting idea to think about another comedian. We, we, should, we could touch on that next episode. I think, I think. that's going to be... Because I, I, I think that's an interesting episode. thing to say, that like the comedians you know and love, yeah. or how you approach them with the characters that they portrayed, if you were to just throw like I one com- in... Yeah, yeah. How different of a show it would be. Because uh, like, I, think, I think Ricky Gervais and Steve Coogan... Kind don't, of play. Don't. They, don't, they, they kind don't, of. Don't. Don't. Like say Alan Partridge. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Alan no. Partridge don't, is don't just as awkward as David Brent is. Ah, no. But it's, but it's, it's, it's not. Uh, no. have, you, have you watched The Office and Alan Partridge? Yeah. Mm. It's not offensive. Like, Alan Partridge is not offensive. No. At, at all. He's, a, he's more of an idiot. Alan, Alan Partridge and Steve Carell probably yeah, fit. They, they probably fit together a lot But easier. Alan Partridge and Ricky Gervais don't because Ricky yeah. Gervais is just offensive and he's just, he's... He's not aware of himself he's, as He's himself. just... But neither is Alan Partridge. He's no. not aware of himself at but all. He, he, but he's, he's harmless he's, because he's, of he's the he's position lovable. he holds. Yeah. And especially Alan Partridge, he's just, he's just an idiot that just wants to be famous. Get being his on second the radio. series. 
Exactly. Like anyway, I, th- th- this we we're probably going to press pause and talk about this all night. But yeah. uh, I think our audience has had enough. <laughs> I think that'll that'll that'll, that'll do, do. Pig. That'll do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been welcome to the mumble. Then I guess. Cheers. Uh, welcome to comedy part one. Part one. Barely got anything to say. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.